It would be like comparing a free-to-play game. Well, they're both high fantasy. The genre is the same. That's the point. Yeah, but the the, the studio isn't. No. So, so are you comparing us to Giant Bomb when they have full production studios? <laughs> is my point. Oh, I see. Right. So, 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 like you, you can't. It's apples and oranges to what mechanically it feels like, right? So, I get your your fear of free to play meaning. Meaning, I'm just um, telling you how I quality. how I came to this. Like, yeah, quality. I get it. I, I I see the parallel. I think you're just your your experience is almost a decade old. I guess is is the point. Welcome to episode 296 of the Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is your host, Lock and Key. I am here with a great group of guys, but first, before I introduce the rest of the folks, we wanted to call out that our YouTube subscriber count has allowed us to officially get youtube.com slash Emergent Gamer. Nice. So, Was it available? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I got yeah. it. I nailed it. That's great. You nailed it. I snagged um, that. So please check that out. We're super excited that we now have an actual unique URL. Um, so thank you to everybody that's subscribed. If you're new to the channel, please uh, drop a subscribe there. There's going to be some new content coming out to YouTube in the very near future. Um, so hit that subscribe button. Um, you heard some other voices here. So I am here with uh, at Felix Hergood. Oh, hey. The, yeah, this is Felix Hergood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was um, editing a show from a while ago, and it, uh, one of them was. I'm right the here. Felix, this feels so good. Thank you, Locke. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Neo Aoshi. What up? It's me, Neo. <laughs> and we got Trip Zero. What's going on, everybody? I think God, you were making this confirms like making me Trip's think- theory that I am the most unprofessional out of all of us. <laughs> No, is it a I theory? I'm, I'm, I is, hope, is it a theory? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm going to reel it in. You worried me that like my voice wasn't working or something. <laughs> oh, that man <laughs> panic. You're like, you're like, have I been talking to nobody this whole yeah, time? Yeah, like I didn't. <laughs> I, I, didn't I didn't know because you so you were so oblivious, unaware. Like, no, I was just your, reading. Your I was just reading an article and I was dialing. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so we are going to unpack a little bit, uh, tonight about the new destiny season, our thoughts on the game overall, which is going to lead us into a larger conversation where we're going to unpack some news that came out from Ubisoft recently, um, and their shift in plans for their studios, uh, moving forward. So that's going to be the bigger meteor topic that we talk about. Um, as always, we're going to catch up on what we've been playing. Um, so we're going to kick it off with Felix. Felix has some games that he wants to share. Are you ready, Felix? Are you do prepared? I have some do games you know that I want to share? Do, you know, do I have some games that I want to share? Do you know that, do you know that I'm talking he's, to you right now? He's ready to rip it. Question. <laughs> Look, um, I don't have any new shit that I want to share. There's nothing new that I've played. All right. Okay. I'm having a great time in the lunar, um, league gaming, like playing the, playing the baseball league. You just game. wanted, you just wanted to update us. You just wanted to come and brag is what you were doing. You were, I'm not bragging. Brag. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm 12 and four, which is good, but I have met some adversaries that are difficult. Like it is, it's becoming you a met, challenge. I lost you met four adversaries. I completed, I completed my, my three game series with iron. Iron beat me two one. 
All right. Oh, damn. Yeah. damn, dude. Go Iron. Yep. Okay. So Iron, okay. Iron won that. I'm shouting Iron out, even though he's not in the show. And then I, um, I uh, completed my series with a guy by the name of Rocker, and but I swept him. I swept Rocker. And then um, I qu- completed my series with Penguin, and I beat beat him two one, and and nice. So, and the, the game I lost to Penguin was a good game, you know. And all my games, to be honest with you, all of my games are very close. They're not, even yeah. though I have a twelve and four record. I'm uh, there's two or three blowouts that I've had, but most of the games are back and forth, or I go. You know, there's seven innings in every game we play, so I go six innings with nothing, <laughs> and then suddenly I, I figure out like my brain clicks on and figures out this is how you do the timing in this game. Even though I've played hundreds of these games, like suddenly some games I feel like I've forgotten. I don't know why that is with the brain. The brain is so weird. It's such a interesting instrument because like there's days where I just don't. Yeah, you you think this is funny me <laughs> overanalyzing myself. It's very neurotic, but like No, I just it's just the way some days it just doesn't click funny. for me. Cuz Locke, you'll never understand because you're always Hold organ. on. Locke will never understand because in the games he plays he's always on. You're always That's good. Not true. You have off days, but mostly even your off days are I, still I partially Locke on. Being off. on Don't days. worry. But like and I it have, also, like also we all have we all have bad, we all have bad games, you know? Yeah, it, I was just laughing at the fact that you said the brain and then called it an interest, an interesting instrument, or a. It was just funny. It was just a yeah. funny way to describe you. Your, your you brain. the way that you say words together uh, is unparalleled. No one in the world phrases things the way you do. We all know what you mean. No one has better words. The, than you. the way that it's presented and phrased is just like incredible, and that's what it is. No one's no one's actually. It's not the content of the sentence. It's the fact that. Like Locke said, an, an interesting, of interesting instrument, the human brain. <laughs> it it does a brain. lot. The brain, um, all the things so yeah, that it does. It's been great. I really enjoy the banter when we're playing games together um, with with uh, other people, even if I'm winning or or they're beating me. Like I still have a good time. Um, I got. I, I did lose pretty pretty not bad where I was like mad or competitive or anything, but like I lost pretty bad to Iron. And I was like really pissed, <laughs> not at Iron, but like at the fact Very that my losing. fucking team will not goddamn do what I want. There to he is. <laughs> and I Iron breaking the clipboard over your uh, knee. You know, Iron could hear it in my voice. He was like secretly like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because he fucking little little, little yeah. PVP rage, dude. Yeah, a little a little little bit angry in that loss because nothing was working, man. It was just bad. It doesn't if feel it makes good. you feel better. I stomped him in our Smash League, so good. Good. Ooh, that makes great. me feel better. Ooh, a little wow. cockle of the heart. Heart feels good about that. But um, that's all good, and I'll keep you guys updated when we get to the World Series of that league. No, the thing I wanted to talk talk to you about that you guys might be pretty proud of maybe i don't have any idea is um a bunch of games on xbox that you got on the xbox series x that you guys might not be aware of have now a little checkbox that you can check that gives you high frame rate gaming so oh um and guess what game i just checked that box on Saboteur. No. Fallout 76. Fallout 76, <laughs> friends. Ooh. Oh, so now I'm playing Fallout 76 in this like crazy ultra high frame rate. 
and it's unlike... This would have been a better conversation if it was Saboteur. Right, that would have been interesting. <laughs> but it's unlike any, any way of, I've ever played a Fallout game. Like I know, I now know exactly what you guys describe uh, your experience on a PC feels like. You've said to you... me... What you know, you've Sorry. said to me high frame rate is the way to play a game, and I didn't believe you. And you said once you play a game that's like that, you're going to get addicted to how it feels and looks and plays. And mm-hmm. I, uh, now I'm asking the question I wonder how many other games have this fucking checkbox, you know? So, I mean? this the service you're talking about is called Xbox Frame Per Second Boost, FPS Boost, FPS yeah. Boost, yeah. Over the past few weeks, they've been releasing like blog posts of like, "Hey, these are now the games that are now available in the high frame rate." Yeah, you just so go go into go look the, at that blog, you know, and then see what games are available for or, it. Or you can go into a game that that you aren't playing or playing, and then you go to the um, the package that contains all the information about the game where the updates are. And when you mm-hmm. go in there, that's where it is. So on the screen that says like. Um, updates and such where you go for your updates for that particular game you'll see uh two check boxes there was another one that fall didn't have available which was might have been for visuals or something i it wasn't available for fallout but it was the frame rate boost was available so i turned it on uh after jay prince told me it was there and the next thing you know um i'm uh um playing awesome the other yeah, thing, there's actually yeah. there's actually a lot there's actually a lot of games. It's it's two pages on their website of games yeah. that, that are all... Um, here's the interesting thing, though. Um, they're, they're still, some of them are still locked at 60 hertz. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that some of these games didn't actually run at 60 FPS and they're getting boosts to 60, is what I would assume. Right. Because, so, like, it's, the, the 60 hertz, Felix, um, refers to how fast your, your monitor is refreshing. Yeah. So if you were if you had like 80 FPS but your monitor was refreshing at 60 hertz, you're 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 only seeing 60 FPS, right? You need to have a refresh rate as high as the frames at which you're playing at. Mm-hmm. So like your TV is probably a 60 hertz TV because most are TV, most are yeah because it's a TV. So yeah. you're you'll probably still notice a benefit even if you're playing higher than 60 FPS, but you're not. You're not getting as much of a benefit as if you were playing on a high refresh uh, rate monitor. But um, I don't think I don't think the actual there's more frames for input. But yeah, visually, it's not going to snap as much as it would if it matched the output, like Locke was saying. Yeah, I don't. But you're still noticing a difference, which is key. Right, noticing it's it's a a noticeable difference. Does it does it show you how many frames you're getting, Felix, or does it? Do you just feel the difference? You just feel the difference. See the difference. And I love it. Um, I think it's I think it's fucking terrific. Um, go try it. Makes I would me be hit, interested. It makes me kill enemies quicker with the vats. It's amazing with vats. Well, yeah, aiming aiming is going to be completely. But no, different. vats is yeah. the auto aim. Like, no, I know. Yeah. yeah so when I vats, yeah. it vats is in real quick, and I fucking love that shit. Mm-hmm. That's like the coolest <laughs> fucking thing. I would uh I would go try it with uh, Battlefield. Battlefield support. I was going to say that. I was. I would. Say, that. I would what, say which just, Battlefield just Five? You mean? Yeah. Uh, Battlefield one and five both support it. Cool. Five um, supports yeah. hundred uh, twenty hertz. I have yeah, five and, installed and, right yeah. now, so I could probably. So I would just do it just that. to see, so you can, because you played a lot of Battlefield. So I would be curious oh, yeah. to hear what your your take on. You'd on feel the it. Versus would yeah. You'd so feel I'd be it curious sure. to hear. I'm ha- to hear I haven't gone week. back to the Battlefield um, World War Two in a while. I might as well dig in and and get killed. Uh, <laughs> Battlefront Two also <laughs> supports it, which would be a really good one to see. Battlefield, um, what's one? Like, 
Battlefront. Uh, Battlefront. Oh, Battlefront. Battlefront, Battlefront. Yeah, I don't um, know. And then... Oh, I have access uh, to that now, though, through EA. Like, I can download You that. also have some other... I'm just trying to think of some other ones you can go and experience. Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition supports it. Um, Ooh. And now you're speaking my language. Speaking, and then, speaking um, my language. I'm in Skyrim officially now in Elder Scrolls Online, too. Trip. Nice. I'm officially cool. doing all the quest lines in... Um, in East March, which is Windhelm. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, but but 500 years before the events of Skyrim. So I was about you, to ask you, how early. Well, you get to meet um, King Euron, who is voiced by Peter Stormare. Oh wow, nice which is dude! Really, I I heard his voice he's, and I'm like, that's Peter fucking Stormare. Holy he's shit. he's he's still a Rock Jalal in uh, in Destiny too. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the Dead Orbit guy. He's in there. Yep, yep. You know who oh, Peter Stormare he, is, right? Neo, yeah, he's in Until Dawn also. Uh, yeah, and he's great. He's done a lot of gaming Dawn. work, but uh, he's most famous in my mind for uh, for Fargo, the movie Fargo, where he yep, pl- yep. he plays that guy who's just wants pancakes. He's like, go to pancakes. <laughs> he's house. he's a oh, great actor. He's I also love seeing him in things. You ever also see the, Constantine? He plays. Yes, a really I was good. just he about to say devil. he plays the mm-hmm. devil in Constantine. He's really good. Really, really. Good. I love. He made the I love movie. that movie. Love that movie, dude. Um, but, um, and one last thing I was going to say related to fallout. So there is a, I told you that we do these things called daily ops and there was a harder daily ops that came out and I bitched and moaned on the show about how hard and shitty it was and how I was doing it wrong, uh, how, and how I hated it because it was unfair or imbalanced or something along those lines. <laughs> I just want to let you know I was doing it wrong. <laughs> So that this <laughs> new daily app that came out that some Fallout 76 people might out there might know about is called Decryption. You have to do it in stealth. <laughs> you have to use stealth. The, the guy even tells you when you're going into it, all right, you're going to want to use stealth here. <laughs> and I still just ran in. <laughs> He's like, you're going to want to. This is what the, like, the dialogue trip. The dialogue is literally this. Now you're going to want to use stealth here. You don't want to yep. go in guns blazing because they might overwhelm you and kill all of you. <laughs> and uh, this is exactly what happened. And this is exactly what happened to me every single time. <laughs> when I do stealth, I you forgot. Reinforced learning. Felix. I forgot in this fucking game, Fallout 76, I'm like level 290 something. And I mm-hmm. still forgot that you get this crazy bonus, like kill hit damage for doing stealth hits. And I forgot. And I was like, the minute I learned about, the minute I started crouching and doing stealth in this decryption thing, the en- it, the other thing it does is it spawns the enemies near you more if you're doing mm-hmm. if you're stealthing. But I could t- I can now two shot enemies with my guns, and like I, we've completed it every time under you got to do it in under eight minutes. I've completed it every time under eight minutes by stealthing. <laughs> Uh, just it's another example of Felix Hergut hating something do? and then you know the, because he's doing it wrong <laughs> hating something because I'm just, just doing it wrong like, man if you, if you ever write a memoir fucking or have that's, a, that's the title put that's videos title, on man. our YouTube channel and we'll just call it Felix, Felix does it wrong again <laughs> it's, an, it's an endless supply of content yeah Felix, Felix, <laughs> but yeah that's that's what I've been up to so that's, nice that's it um yeah, report back next week on some other games that you try if you have the chance. Uh, yeah, I d- just, I'll definitely. As someone get... that doesn't own the, as someone that doesn't own the console, I'm just genuinely curious. I literally, 
I haven't played Battlefield. Out. I haven't played Battlefield Five in like probably about a year or two. And that's so. another like that's another title that's like typically really bad in terms of like um what's the uh what's the word that I'm looking for? Um like mechanics isn't the right word. I, I don't know, just like it, rolling out new features and just like the scale and size of the game, it struggles infrastructure wise. So mm. I'd be curious to see how like a, an FPS boost to that game played out on, on the series. On cool. the, uh, I think, Xbox. I think what's crazy is you, Felix, you're the perfect use case for yeah. the FPS boost because yeah. you, you have no, you have no frame of reference for what you're expecting. Right. So like you're gonna experience so, so far i want to add it in every game that you can, can do it's it. it's gonna be real it's gonna the only downside to this for you is i'm gonna is go back I, to games that don't have it's gonna it be really suck. hard i'm telling you it's gonna be really hard um it, you'll and, feel it and you'll notice and it's it. yeah, yeah and it's not like i think it's worse than going back to retro game graphically and even mechanically like i think it's it is hard for your brain to be able to handle that and deal with the sluggishness of 30 FPS or 45 FPS. If you're used to 60 plus, because just everything about the way that you control and play the game just feels off when you get used to the fluidity of the movement of, of that FPS. Like you can, you can still go back in retro game to old graphics and be like, okay, this was just old graphics because of the year that it came out. You know what I mean? Um, But like when you go and play a title that, should be 60 fps and is not after you've spent so much time playing one that it is it's it's really it's a difficult thing to to do so um it's a slippery slope for you padawan but good good um, i'm just sitting around <laughs> playing fallout over and over again yeah <laughs> and elder scrolls and, but elder scrolls doesn't have it game. elder scrolls doesn't yeah. have it it doesn't well, you can go play well you can play elder scrolls skyrim the, the, the skyrim game yeah which may then fuck which may then fuck you for ESO so be careful there. Yeah, right. Um, right, right, right. But yeah. Anyway, uh uh Neo, you said you wanted to share some more about uh Returnal, right? Yeah, I've gotten further since we've last played, but I hit a wall. Um mm. I crushed the second and third boss. Can I say how much I appreciated your tweet about how your reaction to killing the second and third boss was the same because <laughs> watch, honestly watch I, wa- I watched both of them i didn't comment on it because i watched it like in between meetings at work and then this is the age-old problem that i have that i watch or read something and then forget to go back and comment it on it later but like oh you gotta comment it, it cracked me the fuck up like the first <laughs> one the first one was like okay this would this would be my reaction like if i did this and then the second one came and it was so similar to your 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 first video it was just it was it was good it was perfect it was hilarious so yeah the best things about those two bosses that i killed that was the second and third boss and after the second one i i don't know if it was in the clip but like afterwards i was like don't worry guys like look look at me i'm i'm stiff as a board and i'm like shaking from adrenaline of fighting this boss you know what i mean it was making a joke but it looked super hectic to fight the boss yeah it's crazy, and um, I'm glad you saw it because the third boss actually was a really cool experience, and I actually have like a highlight broken out of like the entire boss fight. Like that was like a really cool, unique thing that they did for that fight because they had me like platforming in all these platforms using my grappling hook and going from mm-hmm. platform yeah. to platform yep. to get closer to the boss. And for a while, I was like, "What the fuck is going on? I don't know how this is how this is going down." Um, but yeah, it was. Oh my God. All right, sorry. If you guys are watching live on Twitch, 
my cat is poking his head from my curtains right now. It's fucking hilarious. He's just, what, so what is he doing? Pop, I don't know. It just popped his head out. It was hilarious. Just popped his head out. Um, I don't know what he's what's, doing. What's yeah. interesting before you go, before you dig deeper, um, yeah. that fight reminded me of, um, do you guys remember the Final Fantasy X fight where you fight that, like, um, really, like, it's like a dragging dragon looking thing and it has the platforms that you're that you're on and the platforms disappear and the boss teleports and you need to move platforms to do damage as or because if you're not close enough to the boss hmm. if, you, if you haven't played 10 in a while you probably don't remember but it's I've been played a 10 long so many time times, so yeah uh it's it's one of the fights that was like one of the most difficult because you had to manage moving to the boss as an extra mechanic as well as trying to not die to the boss and damage the boss. So seeing that fight, Neo, as like you were moving platform to platform as while you were dodging his attacks and then also trying to DPS reminded me mm-hmm. of like a, you know, a, a turn based version of that, which was which was cool. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just an example of like the bullet hell that you face, like when yeah. experiencing that game. And I got lucky, too, because that was the same run. Like I beat the second boss and then I was able to continue to the third boss and beat it. And that's where like shit went to hell. Like that's where all things just got like, you know, turned upside down. And the game has an amazing halfway point because they kind of like they make you think that the game is over. And then all of a sudden they're like, nope, the story is continuing. And it's a really intriguing reason why. Well, I don't know the reason. It's an intriguing way they do it. But I'm now... I hit a wall with the second half of the game. The game got exponentially harder. Like the difficulty level has gone up even more. And I decided to like kind of like back away for a little bit because I'm like, okay, I'm going to like make myself mad if I keep banging my head against this thing. Mm. And slowly I keep getting a little bit closer. Like I unlocked a new permanent ability that allows me to walk in like lava and stuff. So that lets me get to new areas. Really cool stuff. Um, but I gotta tell you, like th- this game is probably going to be on my short list for game of the year, J- just like easily because of its design, its sound design, visual, the gameplay, like all of these factors that they brought together are making this like a really good tight package. The gameplay is so tight, like everything you do in the game feels amazing. When you die and get hit, it's your fault. The game is not bullshitting you as much as you want to think it is you are literally just not paying attention to your surroundings like right. the enemy like you have to realize that the enemies around you are like you you know the attacks like they're they're going to do the same attacks every time right, right everything right. they do is about positioning like you have to get better positioning the weapon rolls that you get are all random so like that also factors into it like like yeah you can have a bad run like and that's fine like I might not get all the cool artifacts that I had my last run, but you know, you got to like, just put up with it and keep, keep pushing on. What's up, Felix. Hey, Neo are the, um, one thing I forgot to ask last week that'll ask this week. Are the paths of the levels seated like random kind of like dead? Cells? Yes. And no, yes. And no. So each biome. So when you say like, when I say like boss two, boss three, that's like the boss two of biome two boss three of biome three so you're working your way those through these set, those are set in stone right mm-hmm. but they're they rearrange them in really cool ways that make sense and it's not always the same but you'll recognize areas that you walk into right you'll know that they're the same um and then the second half of the game which i'm currently trying to get through is essentially what the, the that second half of biomes are are the first biomes 
but they're remixed even more. And there's different color palettes and different feels to it um, and different tile sets to it. it sounds a little um, bit like Dead Cells. It's a little bit. It's like very much. Yeah. Like this game is very much like a Dead Cells, Hades, uh, bullet hell roguelike game. Like essentially is what it is. I fucking love um, Dead Cells, man. I really do. I, I play it all the time. I think you then I honestly think you would love this game, but I think you would get angry at the difficulty of it. Also, you would also get angry at the lack of save states because the game only really saves every time you kill a boss. Technically, you kill a boss and then that the game remembers that. Why don't so you I get angry with it in uh, Dead Cells, though? If I die, I go back to the beginning and I'm like, OK, then I'd love to see you. I'd love to see you try do you, this. Do you bank something like a currency similar to Dead Cells that you then use to unlock things that you can start with at the beginning? There like, is. Like okay, so there so. is a, a material called Ether, and yeah. Ether lets you spend on certain items. So in the beginning of a run, you wake up next to your ship every time, and there is a tower, like a pylon right next to your ship, and you spend Ether, and you get an instant artifact off the bat, and your Ether carries over, so you get, you get to take that with you. And, you and get, that and instant artifact are, can be unlocked? differently each time like you can it, where it will randomly seed a different one each time it's a random one every time and sometimes most of the time so far for me it's a new artifact so it gives me a new benefit yeah and artifacts have only benefits mm-hmm. right and then there are the malignant items which or and the par- the parasites give you a benefit and a negative and you can choose to pick those up no so it sounds like I'd be, I'd be, i think it sounds like yeah it'd be really fucking hard but i think i might be right at home with it Maybe, maybe you might not. be, yeah. The other it. thing maybe. I noticed you spend ether on is you find a like a clone, like a slab where like a body fits in, like it's like a like a big rock slab with a, a hole of a, a person, and you spend your ether there. And what that does is it retains your memory of this run. So if you die, you spawn nice. back in that in that spot, right? So like you, you can, it's like a, a an in-game save state that you have to spend currency on. Oh, that's um, cool. It is cool. What's not cool is when your game crashes or you lose power and then you lose the run that you're doing because the game Ooh. doesn't save those, um, which is unfortunate. But it's part of it. Like, I totally get yeah, what they're the, going Dead for Cells, there. it's like it randomly, it randomly seeds a section. And if you make it to pass the section through one of the doors, there's a guy that, that allows you to bank your cells, essentially, when you mm-hmm. get. And then you, if you move into another... So once you bank your cells... No, no, no. It's the same. It's it's exactly the it's same. It's pretty much yeah, because it's even, e- <laughs> Yeah, because even if you so if I bank my cells, I've saved my cells. But mm-hmm. if I go into the next section, I'm still going back to the fucking beginning if I die. You don't and with ether, you don't need to bank them. You pick them up and they're in your inventory forever. Well, that's And cool. in fact, there are some there are some artifacts that will go, well, if you have over this many uh ether in your inventory, then you get this percentage of defense. And protection so like maybe don't spend your your ether maybe hold on to it f- when you have that artifact so like it's a very much like a you decide on the fly how you want to handle the situation which is which is awesome and it makes it does even though you're running through the same co- areas pretty much you have the sense of okay i can try it differently this is very different feeling every time and it's 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 awesome and and just the way the game plays you're you're moving at a, like a mile a minute you're fast and your dashes are very 
key like mechanic and you get the melee and then the melee becomes a part of your attack set and the guns and like all the perks that you unlock on the guns like so instead of just picking up the same guns now i'm and since i'm like stuck in this you know loop of what i'm currently playing um i'm picking up guns that have perks that i haven't unlocked yet so now i'm trying to unlock the perks on all these weapons to see if i can get a gun that maybe you know pushes me over the edge a little bit and gets me a little further i did get very close yesterday i played um actually i had i had trip stream on when i was playing like just like in the background um and i got to biome five which is where i'm stuck right now because i beat the boss of biome four so i'm i literally just have to get through biome five and that shit is kicking my ass i can barely get through it all as it is and i'm i'm working on it but this game is honestly like it's fun and engaging and it uses the ps5 like amazingly like it's got a high frame rate particle effects are out out the, out the chain right it feels like a real like big triple a experience and even though it's like a, a small studio making a roguelike for the first time like a a triple a style roguelike for the first time and it's right Felix, I I'd give it a shot, man. You might enjoy it. What what can I get it on? Is it on all? The, I have to. It's a pay. it's a PS5 exclusive. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I mentioned this PS5. last week because the controller, the way it uses the controller, is actually key to how the game plays. It also uses their 3D audio technology, where if you're wearing headphones, then and I guess if you have a special you know 3D audio enabled or whatever, it you the directional audio is perfect. Like you can literally just know where an enemy is by the positioning of your camera and it's it's great the controller is adaptive triggers like to use your super ability you have to press extra hard on the left trigger and you feel it um and like i mentioned this last week the rain in areas when you when you in the game when you feel it you see it coming down you actually feel it in the vibrations of the controller little pitter patter of raindrops and the little speaker has sound coming out of it of, of course right like but this it has, is a 70 dollars game right it's a 70 dollars game fuck that <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a big ask and then i was looking i was looking at what game to get to play i was going to do either near replicant um or th- or this game and i ended up going with this game because i wanted to try w- what they would say a ps5 experience would be and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool felix it's worth the i think it's worth the price of entry like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> so there's a PS, him, PS5 him, uh, fucking sale, and uh, I'll the look problem for it. we're gonna experience is the my last email. I'm gonna wait. Felix, that's gonna be a problem we're gonna experience. You yourself, as a console player in the next gen, are going going to be facing this issue because maybe they'll slip it into uh, PS Now that I pay for. I'm like the one subscriber. Oh, that's and that will not happen for a few yeah. Especially yeah. when this is a PlayStation five branded game. Like this is the fourth PS five game. Technically when I say fourth PS five game, I mean, not Assassin's Creed, which was on all platforms. Right. I mean, an actual PlayStation published experience so yeah that's like right. not microsoft's behavior they would just they wouldn't even right. tell Locke when halo infinite's there it's just gonna like show up in the game just show up they won't advertise <laughs> a bit about it <laughs> and like Locke's like oh by the way halo infinite's in game pass now <laughs> um i don't know i don't know if we're being joking right goddamn now. soul which is there 
but on twitch.tv slash emergent gamer where you can watch us live someone in the chat is actually saying that you'll get it on pc next year and i need proof i i don't know i haven't i haven't seen anything like that but if it's something if it's someone saying that then you need proof i know exactly who it is Wiggles. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, of course, it's Wiggles, the man without any but, sources. <laughs> the uh, next PS5 branded game coming out, and it looks really good. And I might also pick this up. Is the Ratchet and Clank game? That looks good. Coming out. Uh, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have seen any of the footage of this game. It looks like it's doing some crazy shit with that engine. Pixar-like quality and the loading. It looks like it's it's loading levels on top of each other. Where like because it opens up like these portal rifts and it looks like you're pulling yourself into another world and that game looks crazy like it looks real cool with how it's doing and I've never really played a Ratchet and Clank game but I got a PS5 and I might as well see what it's all about and play with the new technology you know yeah I definitely tried to I'm definitely gonna try and boot up the 2016 game I I've been told already that I don't need to do that but you know I, I don't know what Ratchet I don't know what that's all about Anyway, that's what I got. I'm real excited about this Returnal game. So, sick. Um, yeah, uh, Trip. Do you want to go? And I'll just uh, I'll just piggyback on. I, yeah, I think what we do is we kind of tag team this conversation, uh, and then we just flow right into uh, the conversation that we're going to focus on for the rest of the episode because there's there's similar crossover topics. Uh, definitely the big industry push towards a certain lens. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've been playing over the past, um, what is it? What has it been? Like 36 hours? Destiny 2 has had its most recent season launch, Season of the Splicer. So they are, at this point, uh, locked into the seasonal model for their video game. Uh, Destiny has gone free-to-play outside of uh, major yearly expansions, which you pay nearly what we call full price for like full price is like 60 70 these are like 40 ish um and uh then there's a ten dollar a season seasonal model and there's four of those seasons per year um they're they've been locked into this since 2018 i think since late 2018 i think this is when they started this this uh was this, this the separation from activision or is that before? yes predates well, that okay, okay. So, yeah it was it was uh, the last thing they shipped was uh yeah. The the third of the fourth season was the last season that was worked on by an Activision division. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was that that generation that kind of spawned this. And uh, since then, they've been working season over season to kind of define how their game looks with a three month cadence. And it's it's a hard thing to balance because you're not only balancing content um and player engagement and you know new guns new rewards new player uh systems and loops um but you also have to balance the game you have to balance your competitive arena which i know a lot of players feel like they're not doing too well in the pvp space you've got to balance uh new classes new abilities new way to play new ways to play the game that uh that affect everything in the game because there are not separate sandboxes for uh you just shooting aliens versus you shooting other people um, but if we look at De- uh, Destiny, where it's at right now, as a as a purely seasonal game, I think they really are hitting their stride with uh, with their release cadence. Um, the storytelling uh, really, really, really hit a good groove last season. Um, and while I personally 
would want maybe some more game up front because I'm not the biggest fan of like like a time gate on things. Um, I do appreciate the way they use that to their advantage to tell a story over three months compared to when the game launched. Um, either if we look at the original in 2014 or the sequel in 2017, story was like you play a campaign and that's it. You know everything else you got you had to read about. Um, so it wasn't really that much in, to engage you in the uh, in the game if you're a player who just likes to click alien heads and 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 have fun. Um, that's not the case now. the 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 world is very rich. You see characters have conversations with each other in the game in front of you. Um, it's 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 an incredibly different experience from a storytelling perspective. Um, they they've reached a pure MMO progression of the world. Like they've reached. They've yeah. they started using that terminology, and they're definitely they're driving the ship to that point. They're, they're yeah. doing a good job. They're doing a good job on that front. I think the struggle is is that uh, the story and plot has been so disjointed for so long that like if you haven't been following, and now some of these threads are now being presented in such a unique and interesting way, and and quite frankly, um, the correct way it it makes you like you can feel lost you can then start feeling lost because they're pulling on threads from seasons ago that weren't well represented um so it, it's it's kind of hard to they're in this spot where they're doing it right but they've done so much wrong in the past that like mm-hmm. they're trying to i think i think we're going to get to a point though where like all of the things that happened in the past won't matter as much to the progression of the story moving forward that it'll be nice to have for those that did follow the lore that have read the books that have, you know, followed the story closely. And those that are not, that haven't followed it as closely in the past won't feel as lost once we get a few it, more seasons into the future. Yeah. To me now, correct me if I'm wrong. It, to me, it seems like, um, forsaken is the, probably one of the best starting off points for a story just because of how it, of the des- the current destiny story because of all the events that mm-hmm. happened there with Cade and you know the other dude the the bad guy dude who's now not a bad guy and all the other different story beats it seems like that's where they've definitely hit the best point of you know jumping in right like yeah for sure. it's, there's, it's, there's definitely a like a per, like a pre forsaken way of handling story and a post forsaken way of handling story but mm-hmm. the cadence has even changed to to trip's point is st- is very different like forsaken was was pushed as a here is everything that we have to offer you all at once. Some stuff was gated and week over week, but like that was before a seasonal model, right? Forsaken was like back in the time where it was like one big piece of DLC was given to you. Um, and they didn't do the drip feed of, of weekly storytelling or weekly missions or things like that. Um, but I think, you know, they're now in the stride of the seasonal model because when they first did the seasonal model, it was really bad. Like there wasn't much to do, which we can argue that there's still not as much to do. Um, but like the cohesiveness of the story and how it tied into um, the overall plot of the world, they didn't do a good job with their storytelling. I think at this point with this season specifically, they're doing a really good job of continuously telling a story and how it's of the world is evolving. And I think they're hitting that MMO storytelling stride that they've probably wanted to hit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stuff was told in such broad strokes years ago. Like you got like some some massive story, like with the Taken King, for example, that was that was the first major expansion for Destiny. And that was the story. 
for the year. Yeah. Until right. next September when Rise of Iron hit. That was that was the story. The story was the Oryx plot line and, and all the things that happened, and that was it. And in some ways I kind of missed that a little bit because while they're they are into a good cadence right now with storytelling and with activities, there's there's a rushed feeling to it all. It's like it's like a it's like a hurry up and wait kind of vibe, which is mm. is kind of the best way I think I can describe it. Um, they're jam packing these seasons with so much busy work that there's a lot to do, but not a lot of meaningful things to do. There's a lot of homework, I like to call it. Um, but the core of the seasons, um, it's, it's not that, it's not that dense, you know, like it, at the, at the bottom line, what we've got in this season <clears throat> and what we got last season was one new activity to play a whole bunch of new armor and guns, which, which are very cool. Um, and then weekly story beats that essentially you go and you watch a cutscene. Um, that's kind of it. If they didn't have like the homework challenges, that they've introduced there, there wouldn't be like something to do. They're not called that. Are you're they? yeah. Depending yes. on your perspective. No, um, you're, you're right. You're right. Trip. And I know we want to hit to a larger point about like the casual gamer and what they're targeting. And the reason why I want to hit that right now is because as someone that doesn't have a lot of time to play the game anymore, I even don't feel like there's much to do. So like, for example, I've played, um for maybe three and a half four hours thus far since it launched and there is nothing for me to do Mm -hmm. at this point like i can i i have done what is offered in week one i could be chasing rolls on guns i guess continuously playing the same new activity over and over again but i i'm not gonna do that over and over again um it was fun. The weapons are really cool. There's new perks, which are really cool. So chasing those is definitely fun, but that fun only can, I can only be entertained by a singular activity for so long. Um, that's, not, that's to, not to mention, my problem with it as well, right? not to yeah. mention that like you can't, even if you wanted to keep farming it, you technically can't because you need to, to open up the chest. You need to have a material and to get the material, you need to do other activities to get the material to then be able to open the chest. So you can't even just keep farming the new activity. It takes you out of the new activity and puts you in the old activities until you get enough random new material, insert new material here to then go back to the new activity. Right. So um, there's that aspect too, which is, which feeds into the homework aspect that you're, you're talking about. Now Um, it's, it is better. Like, I found myself nowhere near as hamstrung this season as I was last season with the back and forth that you just mentioned. Um, I would have yeah, far much right. more of the material to play this event. Um, and I only have to do a couple of random things in, in the overworld or in like a striker or crucible or something to build that back up, to go back in. Um, it's way better than the, like the last season's thing was like, like charge the hammer and then take the hammer into that, yeah. into that event. Um, it, it is faster, but there's still, there's still too much of a focus on getting people out of new content into old playlists to then make them come back into the new content. I would agree. I would agree. I stopped doing the, the activity in last season because it felt too cumbersome to play it because I couldn't keep playing it. I enjoyed the activity itself. I enjoyed the rotation. I enjoyed the playlist. I liked everything about it, but I didn't like that. I needed to go and play a bunch of other activities. And I do agree that you're like, 
I think it was two crucible games and I had almost max material to then go back mm. into the new activity, which seems if you're going to make us do that, that seems like probably the best balance. That right. Right. Strike, if you're right. going to force us to play the playlists. Right. Versus the other one felt like I had to do like three strikes, three crucible games or like then one I charge. charge the yeah, it was yeah. it was not great. It was um, not great. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 this hard balance that they're they're trying to strike. Um, it's just, I think, act- yeah. We oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I was no, just going to say, I, I think um, it, it shows their their overall design. Um, at least at this point, their design North Star kind of, which is player engagement. And sometimes they're hitting really good marks with that. And other times it's it feel you can feel the inflation while you're playing. So like what the, the core of what you're touching on is that you can't just play the new activity and get rewards because you have to make sure you have some other material that you can slot into a system and then get that turned into a thing that then goes into a thing to open up a chest. It's very much like let's get people doing as much as possible for player engagement. And the other way that this um, is really uh, kind of magnified is with one of the actual true newest um pieces of content released with this season, which is transmog for your armor. It's a system where you can make your armor look like any other armor you've ever got in the game ever, which is very cool because destiny has some incredible art, some incredible design and the ability to turn any armor you've ever made into just a visual look for your character. It's, it's incredible. Felix. I've been doing that for years in ESO. It's great. It's it's, oh, it's an MMO that a lot of games yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a caveat though, Felix. There's a the, caveat, and the it? caveat which is it ties into this whole discussion. The not only is there a cap to how many uh, items you can get because there, you have to have a certain item to turn the armor into an ornament. Not only is there a seasonal cap to how much you can earn, the the grind per unit of this capped currency is is truly hours long and uh, days even. And the material drop rate is not tied to kills as people have already experimented and seen, but it's in fact tied to time. So if you're killing enemies and and shooting things, stuff is dropping for you like every two minutes. Like one of these things drops every two minutes and the one of the things that drop, you need 150 of to be able to then buy a bounty, which you then play for hours to complete. For example, I did one of these in the introduction quest, and I chose Crucible because I was playing at the time to unlock the catalyst for the new exotic. So I was like, let me do Crucible. I'm going to be in there anyway. Let me see what this is. Um, the one bounty was eight Crucible games and 100 Void Kills. That's the same one I got. It's mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's not... Like, it sounds worse than it is, right? Like If you're going to be playing the game and you enjoy that mode, that's fine. But what you have to remember is in order to get that bounty, which is a very long bounty to complete, you have to have 150 things, and these are the things that drop every two minutes if you're shooting things. So it's a it's a drip feed way to Someone, play this content, and all the all it is is to change the look of your armor. But it goes back to this like this focal point they have of keeping players in their game. Uh, and enjoyment does not seem to be the focus. It's just about keeping people. Grinding. on and logged in yeah yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. so they, I don't, they did someone did the math um and if you wanted to hit the season, so here's the other thing you can only transmog so many in a season until you're capped out right so if 
if to hit all three characters to hit their seasonal cap for how many transmogs you can unlock, it's 150 hours of gameplay in a season or 50 hours of gameplay for a single character, right? So um, that's a lot. That's a lot of hours. And, um, you know, and then if you expand that to someone that does play on three characters, you know, 150 hours while having to manage an extra material and you know now mind you the seasonal cap doesn't exist if you buy the material straight from eververse straight from their store you can buy as many as you want which of course of course of course and and there's no seasonal limit but there's a seasonal limit to how much free quote free which it's not free because you're spending 50 hours of your life playing the game um then there's a cap on that right so it's it's a no one's happy about it. I don't like, right. I haven't read a single, a single take of someone defending it. I think it's, well, it's good that the transmog exists in the game. Don't get me wrong, but not, there hasn't been a single player or content creator that I've seen that has, um, said anything positive about the way that they've implemented it. I don't, on top of that, did, did you mention that there is a limit to the amount of this material you can earn? Right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the cap that we're, that we're talking okay, about. Okay. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm yeah um yeah yeah i was just gonna say that um what they call it i guess it's the same aspect in the game is so they have outfit stations that are built into the world like there you can get them in your home that you have in the game or your homes but then you could also find them in every major town and when you go to an outfit station what costs real money is having multiple outfit slots right Mm. Not the individual, each each individual piece of armor that you're trying to, to change into something else costs currency, but it's just the gold you earn in the world. That's all yeah, it is. Right. So you just earn gold in the world, and then you, in some cases, it's expensive. If you do more than one at once, it can get very expensive in terms of gold. Um, but I have ways of earning a shit ton of gold in this game. But like, well, that's yeah, that's that's but, the difference though. But, like this. This has three materials that you need to manage. That's crazy. Versus just just versus just a glimmer, like which in and itself is a problem because glimmer is capped. Glimmer is mm-hmm. really not used the way that currency is used in other MMOs either, right? So it's mm-hmm. just like they're in this weird. They're in a very awful state with the way that they manage bounties and currency. And the way that they keep people playing their loop is, is honestly, that's what they really need to focus on in terms of core gameplay, because that right now it feels like it's in one of it, one of the worst it's, spots it's been in. What's interesting though, is that it, it, it's bad on paper, right? And especially when you, when you do all the math and you look at all the numbers, um, it's it just so obvious what the scheme is, right? And it's not a, oh, that's not a bad thing. All these game companies that we talk about, whether we revere the company or hate the company, they all do this math. All sure. of our playtime is calculated into hours and you know investing in the game. It's just so transparent to see this with Bungie because we as players have seen them shift from a partnered AAA company making a game that was supported by this three-year sequel-based release schedule not a seasonal we have to support ourselves model so we're seeing this this skeleton this framework come to the surface because they're figuring it out for themselves too and they're going oh we can make money 
by doing this, and we have to make money by doing this to keep ourselves afloat and to give players the content that they want. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that there's going to be like shitty like player engagement loops, right? But the thing to me is that this doesn't feel super bad. The transmog stuff, like the cap feels bad. The length of time does feel kind of bad, but if if all they did was remove the cap to what you could earn, and maybe if they sped it up a little bit, people would play this shit nonstop, and Bungie would have their engagement problem solved. People would play solely to be able to transmog their shit. And yeah. that would solve so many of their problems. That's, that's truly it, because all they want to do is, get, is have people in the game. Right, that's, and that's the, that's the main crux of what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. But they're so, they're so close to the mark. They're so close to it. Mm-hmm. I think they just underestimate that, like, they underestimate how much money people would still spend if there were Eververse sets and there were non-Eververse sets, and that was just, that's just what it is. Right? Like, if you mm-hmm. tell me that I could earn six sets, as just an example... Um, it costs glimmer. Let's just break it down. It costs glimmer to transmog, right? That's all it costs is, is a monetary value. And that monetary value can scale up like it does in others. And you have to grind glimmer fine. And then I get six sets of armor that are unique to the season that I can get for playing the game. And then I can transmog those. And then Eververse has six sets and it's fine. If the Eververse sets are more invested and they look cooler, fine. People will just spend the money on those Eververse sets right. because, because the way your character looks in Destiny is a huge part of playing the game. But you're giving both sides. You're, you're investing in the game play itself and giving sets to earn, mm-hmm. sets to buy. And then you're keeping people in your game by just making it a singular currency that we use yes. for other things. Where I have to loop, I still have to play the game to earn Glimmer. Yeah. Right. Like I still have 150 Rainmaker items in my fucking right. inventory right. because because I don't need to earn Glimmer for literally anything. So I never use the item. Mm-hmm. But like I would play the game to earn this if you raise the cap and made it the primary source. But it's just this fucking weird meth- like method that they have that they've created that they've always struggled with. I mean, we've D1 yeah. had. 55 currencies that you had to manage yeah. for fucking no reason either it's just i don't it's know why o- they it's do over it, complicating you know? it's 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 so over very yeah. easy yeah. system that people have already tackled right Look, like you could like, argue that they're low-key supporting the youtube creator industry by making everyone make videos on how to do all of this so do we really want them to stop this because people have made careers off of this you know also the rage youtubers they're they're feeding the rage youtubers too there's there's an entire there's an entire ecosystem exactly and it's supported by this yeah i i don't know man i i personally like the way final fantasy 14 does it you get a piece of gear that you've earned before you put it into your glamour chest and then you can put it on your gear. You can make right. little glamour all, sets. Even, all you need to do is own both pieces of armor in Final Fantasy fourteen. You own the piece that has the stats you want. You own the piece that has the look you want. You go to the auction house, which is where you buy anything in the game ever, and you buy glamour prisms. You do a thing where you take the armor and they get fucking mashed together with the glamour prism, and then it looks like the thing. And then you can undo that if you'd like. And that's all yeah, you're spending I mean, is is Gil, which is a classic Final Fantasy currency. 
in the end, you yeah. can actually make glamour sets. You can just make like sets of things that make your character look different, and you can swap them on the fly. It's great. It's amazing. Nope. Yeah, I mean, they, they've done a good job with the UI. Like, you can you can flip back and forth between your, your universe. They're calling them universal ornaments, right? You're making yep. a piece. You're making a, an item, a universal shared ornament. They have a really, really good UI. It's very nice, for sure. A really, a really nice way to apply shaders now, apply to all, manage the way you want it to look, flip back and forth. All of that is seamless, um, it's just leading up to that point. Like they, the UI team did a fantastic job. They always with do. How, with how Ooh, you, I mean, yeah, their their UI is great. Digression, digression. Speaking of the UI team, and a major shout out to them. Have you seen what they've done with with bounties and and things yes. you can track? Yep. Oh my God! Is that ma- the mouse wheel thing on your yes. tracking yes. screen? Oh, so previously, I, just, I noticed that. I was like, Whoa. previously, your your quests in game. And your bounties at this point were on a separate screen. You had quests taking up two thirds of the screen, bounties on one third in like a vertical kind of like triple column organization. And you could only track three at a time to then show up in game when you press tab to bring your mouse up or bring your ghost up. And then they would be there, but again, without details. They would just be like the names of the things you're working on. You still have to go into your, your tab menu, look at the details, whatever. Now, automatically, you bring up your ghost in the game. You've got a segmented scroll bar that just you mouse wheel down. It goes through like any quests you've got, any uh, like exotic missions, like so story missions, quests, or bounties. You scroll. It shows you all of them completed, not completed, and it's fast. You don't have to wait for it to. It just it's got a cool sound as you scroll. Everything about it is just the way that it should have been forever. So so I'm it, at Good least very yeah. stoked about that. Yeah. You had your uh, your finger up for a while. Yeah, uh, the only thing that costs real world money in ESO's like outfit station uh, thing is adding what is called an outfit slot. And what I don't remember, I have three of them, but I don't know Mm -hmm. if I earn those because I happen to be paying for the ESO membership, or if I got what are called outfit tokens, basically. You get an alpha token, you can unlock another slot. I have three of them, but I don't think I started off with any. I think all of that is managed by reward in-game rewards, daily rewards, or some kind of reward system uh, that you earn when you do high-end content. Or you buy them with crowns, which is the real currency that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... Uh, so does... Destiny or Final Fantasy? I was actually more curious about Final Fantasy because I think I understand Destiny. But does Final Fantasy have slots for different outfits that you pay real money for? Or um, no. there's, there's get items a, that you can buy in the store. You get but. a lot of slots like to start in the glamour chest. You get like a chest in the inn that lets you save custom outfits, and you get like twenty slots. To wow. just, there's, there's no separate area for. Yeah for real money purchased stuff. The thing you buy with real money is just a piece of armor that you can then glamour onto something else. You would never wear it by itself because it has no stats. It's just a thing. Right? Yeah, and so the only other things they sell are like it. they sell like um like mounts and stuff and like 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 gear from other characters of Final Fantasy games previous, right? Like mm-hmm. they sell that kind of stuff. Um and I think it's a little bit different with Final Fantasy because it is only a subscription model. So you're already paying a premium price to play the game. They're not under so that much get pressure to like nickel yeah. and dime people because they know they're just getting a monthly fee from players. Oh, oh no, no, that happens. A monthly fee it's, for Destiny. Yeah. Hands down. 
by no, the way. Technically, that, that, that the, the seasonal to... content, isn't that not that? Isn't it not like you are paying well, a premium for that kind of yeah, but it's ten dollars for, for three months versus fourteen dollars, fifteen bucks a month, right? right? So, yeah, I would agree, Trip. I I would, even though I don't play the game that much anymore, even still, I would I would pay a monthly fee to keep if it meant for all of these quality of life things and all of these other things that right. we need to if, sort if out we to got this fixed, stuff, right? yeah, fixed to a more player mm-hmm. friendly like perspective, yeah. then yes, easily. And yeah, because there's like just different like grind times. Yeah, yeah, because there's just there's there there is they are doing things well. There's a lot of good things in the game. I don't. Oh, there's so much. There's so much. But but like there is about the positives. But there is also a lot of things that are still very wrong with the game that they need to address. So, um, you know, if a monthly model allowed and gave them the money and the time to be able to do that, then I I think every fan of Destiny. Those that could afford it, of course, it it wouldn't would be a absolute, question. What wouldn't yeah. even be a question? No, and I, and I think that goes back to the whole point of them not understanding the loyalty of their player base. That they don't need to do these gimmicks to get people to keep playing the game. People will keep playing the game because it is a good game. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. it, like every time I boot it up and I play an activity where I get to shoot aliens and shoot guns and all these different things, like it's still the best game doing that, right? Like, yep. no one's touching it yet. So, like. I, I like the conversation keep- we had last night in your stream trip, like regardless of the negative things that people bring up about destiny, right? The PVP, these grind issues that we're currently discussing. Um, the game is still by far the highest quality shooter you could possibly ask for in for, a lot of this kind of, yeah, yeah, for this kind of shooter, for this kind of shared world, like fantasy space, semi mmo first person experience no game no game Does, I, mean, like, I, I would even say as an fps game you know oh yeah I mean? like yeah like like we're like yeah we're not talking about like you know in the competitive fps world we're not comparing it there but just like or it's not a tarkov how, but but, but right but like he's been doing it for for there were the ones with halo yeah but it just just in general as like a how it feels to move to shoot feedback interaction oh, guns, yeah. all of that is 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 still leagues ahead of anybody else that's doing it um and I, I i think they underestimate that core that core mechanic and that core value that like you know there's still times where i just run around a map and don't do anything besides just shoot aliens because it's right. fun because it feels right? great but like yeah. but like you know again when it when it becomes homework and the content is not there to back it, then, you know, it makes me not want to play the game or, or I'll only play for an hour because, okay, I got my, sh- my shooty, shooty, bang, bang, alien fix done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think it leads to a larger conversation of free to play and how these in and how these game developers are targeting free to play as a model. And then everything else that's added into the game after it's free to play um you know another big title that's done this is warzone it's a juggernaut right i mean warzone is is the biggest battle royale one of the biggest games that exists right now in terms of player base and probably revenue i would imagine um you know in terms of how much money they're making um fortnite did it as well obviously um was probably one of the bigger 
names to do this to start all of this was was epic with Fortnite. Um, and we just read there's an article posted about Ubisoft now looking at this model um, as their like majority business. Yeah, mm-hmm. moving towards yeah. a free to play with monetization in the game itself instead of a ship sixty dollar seventy dollar title. Yeah, so last week Ubisoft announced that Divi- they, they they talked about the future of the Division series um and which they said that you'll get a little bit more Division 2 content but what they're what they were planning on doing is releasing a free to play Division game. Mo- I, what that looks like we don't know yet, but they also gave it like a kind of like a timeline like a one of those like you know game game development timelines of this is what the next division content's going to look like. And that included like the movie and the free to play game and a few other things that they're, that they're putting on the dock. And then this week we got um, the, the chief financial officer of Ubisoft during an earnings call saying that they have a commitment now to releasing a three to four premium triple a title games per year. Um, but they're going to be shifting most of their releases and games to a free to play release or free to play release model. Um, a lot of people took this, this weirdly because a lot of people like the Ubisoft games, right? Your Assassin's Creed's your far cries. Oh yeah. Like this year, we're still going to get the next, the next far cry game. We're still going to get all of those titles, but we may see a different shift in what the future of games we may get with Ubisoft. Felix, what's up? Well, me being an Ubisoft fan who plays an awful lot of Ubisoft titles, yep. the instant thought in my head when you say Ubisoft free to play, the answer is lower quality. <laughs> that's a lot of that's what a lot of people think about when you when you bring that up, right? Piece of shit full of more like new brandos that suck. <laughs> well, what, you know, so, like, so why? Why why I do you why don't does, know. Why does your why does your interest in debate right now is about whether that's a true statement, really. Yeah, but I I'm curious why. Like give me your reason why you think that. This what is, is a, your This is a great example. Not, you're not the only one. You're not the only I'll one. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, this, and I'm not I'm not calling you out as a bad thing. I'm genuinely curious. No, no, no. I have I have a personal experience with a a Bethesda uh comparison to a game title. So I had been introduced to the world of MMO by two different titles. You know, I talk quite frequently about ESO existing in my life, and I've been playing it now for a few years, since 2015. And this this game wasn't my first introduction to MMO. My first introduction to MMO was Neverwinter. <laughs> upon, upon, upon Locke's suggestion... So I got in 2015 in June when Elder Scrolls Online came out. I, I received it as a birthday gift. It can't. It, they they cycle every year with a new huge big content release in June. So they're doing one this year. The 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 black Blackwood I think is what it's called that's coming out. Mm-hmm. The um, continue into Oblivion with their current previous storyline, more Oblivion content, like remaking the maps of Oblivion, the world of Oblivion and bringing them into the Elder Scrolls Online. I think that was a uh, Cyrodiil was the name of that city right. state. Right. So anyway, so, so prior to that game, getting that game as a gift, um, I had done a show maybe in April of that year with Locke. And I don't know who was on the show besides Locke, but Locke was like, 
Yeah, dude. I, I just started. Weren't you playing it for a little bit, or someone had suggested yeah. that you play it? Correct. Yep. Yep. So he yep. had started. Locke had started playing Neverwinter. It was free to play, and he was like, "Hey, man, you should go in and check this game out. It's pretty cool." Because I had been considering an MMO. Like, I need. I want to look into an MMO that I want to play. So I immediately downloaded free to play. It was easy to get, right? I was fucking overwhelmed when I went into this game. There was so much, so much UI. There were so many fucking people. There were so many fucking people. It felt like a goddamn <laughs> con. Like I was at a fucking, I, I was at like a giant comic con or something full of people that were in here fucking dancing. Blowing and you were not shit ready up. for that. I was really overwhelmed, like major stimulus going on here. Um, a little over a month later, I'm gifted the Elder Scrolls Online, which has essentially a paywall. The paywall of you buying the game at that time. And then potentially, if you decide to really get into it, the pay the pay service where you pay whatever. Now it's a yearly fee. At that time, I think it was 15 bucks a month. So that that paywall, and believe me, I can apply this to also my experience with online dating, just so you know. All of the free, <laughs> all of the, the free games. online dating services are trash. But like, but anyway, no. But you see my point. When it's free, it brings in the human garbage, and that's that's what you get. <laughs> that's what I got when I went into the world of Neverwinter, and I, and also the game didn't seem to run as well uh, in comparison to Elder Scrolls. So I can now the game hanging around, dude. No, it's of course going to slow it down. I can meet. I can immediately draw a comparison in my life. Now maybe um, I'm wrong, and I should have stuck out Neverwinter. I don't really know, but I, I would think. I, I also have bias I because I have experience with the lore of Elder Scrolls. But nah, it's not even true. I have a lot of experience with the lore of D and D. I almost went back to right. Neverwinter when I found out that Neverwinter was doing a Ravenloft like DLC. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's um, because a, there's I a few used to play that, that tabletop Ravenloft. Yeah, there's a there's a few things. You're, you're apples and oranges right now. You're comparing a free to play game in 2014 to a free to play game in 2021, which just right. means different things now. And yeah. also Tinder rolled around in there somewhere. Yeah, Tinder to bring up <laughs> Tinder. You, oh, it's a free see. app for dating, which is the most popular app for dating on mobile. But anyway, right. um, sponsor us, and and you can pay for and you can pay to boost yourself in that app. Right, right. Um, Tinder Eververse. The other thing is, is you're comparing, you're comparing, I don't know who made Neverwinter, but I'm going to imagine they're not the scale of, um, of, uh, ESO. So again, not the same thing, right? Because it would be like comparing, it would be like comparing a free to play game. Well, they're both high fantasy. The genre is the same. That's the point. Yeah. But the, the studio isn't no. So, so are you comparing us to giant bomb when they have full production studios is my point. (laughs) Oh, I see. Right. So, so, so like you, you can't, it's apples and oranges to what mechanically it feels like. Right. So I get your, your fear of free to play meaning, meaning. I'm just um, telling you how, I, how I came to this. Like, yeah, quality. I get it. I, I, I see the parallel. I think you're just, your, your experience is almost a decade old, I guess is, is the point to that. There's plenty of free to play games that have come out since then. It's very true. Or have transitioned to free to play that have not lost their quality once they've went free to play. And but if you put if you put Ubisoft's name on it, Ubisoft's not going to release a free to play game that's at the scale and development of Neverwinter, right? Like it's just it's just not going to happen, right? Yeah, and, so. and they already did try that this past year with uh, the Hyperscape game. 
one one thing one thing that free to play does mean though on top of that is it opens the gates for anyone to play it's it's an open invitation for anyone to just get the game and jump in like a Fortnite or a warzone right it opens the door and lets you put your foot in and then that allows them to do all their you know their monetize their monetization Battle passes skins, yeah. all that stuff yeah and Absolutely. and they they have statistics they know that if someone buys a skin just one time they're probably likely to continue buying skins over and over again or battle passes you know season over season and long term that's going to make them more money than one sixty dollar release I right mean, and i other, think plenty of examples of it that that to me what this this press release for from an uh, ubisoft is what that's what it's telling me that they're almost they see a lot more value in this free to play model if they can take their franchises and almost here's our free to play version of i don't know assassin's creed maybe if there's another if they if they choose to go down that route and yeah. again on felix's point that does make me concerned about the quality of the experience when you do make a free to play game because as we know like warzone that game has issues up the ass sometimes, right? Like it, it's, it's hard to, I don't know. I'm not a developer, but like it must, it must be a more challenging experience when you have millions of players every day on your game because it's, it's free and, and the accessibility is up the charts, right? To just maintain it at that scale. But you're also assuming that it's going to be a multiplayer game and that it's going to have short sure. code and that it's going to be, you know, you're right. You're not wrong. Warzone they could do has a, a like, ton of problems, but it like stop them from making money, though. Type experience, right? Genshin Impact being a free Breath of the Wild like game, which they have, you know, the the uh, gotcha system inside where you like, I guess, get new characters by dumping money yep. into a into a machine. Felix um, is excited. Felix wants to say something. What's up? I forgot. We did that episode with uh, Flower, right? And she mentioned how much she loved Black Desert and went into it. I was like, wow, this is a free-to-play mess. Like, I can't play this game. And I left. <laughs> it overwhelmed and blacked. Maybe I'm just overwhelmed by free-to-play MMOs. I've, I've heard very good That's, things about Black Desert Online. I've heard very good things about I know, and I went into it, and I hated the UI, and I hated how much noise is in the game. There's the so much shit entry, going on. Yeah, and it doesn't help. The, like, I've tried Black Desert, too. It doesn't really guide you and make it easy for you to, like, kind of ease you Learn. into the game, well, right? Yeah. That, seems, that seems like a theme with, with a but free-to-play I think, I think, online game. But I think it's, I think it's the U, UI and free-to-play MMOs that bother me. I don't know. I, I, I can't the, single out Black yeah, Desert. Like, I, think, I think what's unique about, about Ubisoft with this news is, is that, like, when you think of something like Division, so, yeah, that could translate to a Warzone-style free-to-play game but like like let's say they decided to make a a free-to-play assassin's creed story well there's not many people doing free-to-play single-player games there's not right with with cosmetics so there there is a market for that to say you know hey we're going to give you story content for free you got a battle pass that gives you cosmetics. Maybe it unlocks new characters for you, kind of like Genshin Impact has done. Or storylines. Or storylines. Like that, that's, there is something there for that. Mm-hmm. That for, for development wise, the game could have been developed and shipped for $60. But if they support it long term, they're going to make more money. So I wouldn't, like, a, a concern of poor quality isn't even 
isn't even something that I would even be concerned about. To be honest, I would be more concerned about the content not meeting standards and them leaning too heavily towards um, uh, buying to win or too heavily into the cosmetics. Like that, that tipping of that scale would be more of a concern than than necessarily it's, quality. It's it's a value concern for sure because um, uh, Ubisoft's CFO Frederick Duget said that that three to four game per year triple a release schedule is no longer a proper indication of ubisoft's value creation dynamics Hmm. so they said that they don't want to be doing this every year because they're not making enough money doing this they're making more money on microtransactions on you know you would assume more free to play options because that gets people involved and we know psychologically if you're involved in a system if you spent money in a system you don't want to leave it because you have value there you put real money there you've you've bought things you've got your skins you've got your your history with this account so they know it's like a brand loyalty thing too and that's where the value is not just for them seeing it but a lot of other companies demonstrating it as well yeah it's it's interesting right like i um I'm someone that doesn't spend money on a lot of different games. Um, Usually I've bought one Ubisoft game um, ever, um, which was Valhalla, which was recently, right? Um, I have spent more money in Warzone alone than I have on all of Ubisoft's history, literally ever. So like... I mean, and I guess, I guess I'm, I, I understand that I'm a, a, a special use case here against all gamers, but the point stands that, like, I enjoy my time playing Warzone, I enjoy the cosmetics that they create, I enjoy showing those things off over time, over the year and a half to two years that I've played the game, I have spent more than $60 in the game For cosmetically, sure. right, where I have only spent... You know, and I didn't even spend full price on it because I got a deal on Valhalla. So there you go. Um, so like, you know, they 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 have to realize that that's kind of how some of the industry is is shifting. Um, and and I I wouldn't be concerned to some of their tent poles. They'll still make really big, massive games mm-hmm. for Assassin's Creed and some of their other. They won't get rid of that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know. I think they're going to definitely look at some of that IP and say, how do we make a free to free to play model for some of this IP long term? I mean, the ones that yeah, I think like the division release announcement for yeah, their standalone the, Heartland, the the ones that I think are going to have that that's going to fit best with that would be definitely division and then definitely the uh, Rainbow Six Siege, right? Mm-hmm. Like those. Yeah, and they the, have they have quarantine coming out eventually. Yeah. Right. Mm. So that's that's a game that they might actually release free to play uh, their next Rainbow Six game. Um, and they might supplement that with a lot of their pay their, you know, their paid model, which which they they changed drastically siege over time to where the entry point into siege to get base siege was like 15 bucks, I think, which they've they've kind of tested that out where the game were released as a full price title. And then they kind of went to this where like you pay to unlock characters and getting to the base game is relatively cheap and then you either unlock characters through grinding or you buy them and i'm sure there's been plenty of results from siege where people just fucking buy the characters right away because they're new and they want to play them and and use them right so um i wouldn't be surprised if they go free to play solely on their new 
Rainbow Six title. I would be more interested to see them do it on their non-FPS titles. I think that's where it's unique for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I would love to see not a lot of people doing that at all. They're no, testing it, the... Sorry, yeah, they're they're already testing the grounds on their non-free-to-play games like Valhalla. They sold armor sets in their store, right? And that's like yeah. kind of an offshoot of like what we see in multiplayer free-to-play games already, like Warzone. Um, yeah, Felix. Did they say Grand Theft Auto Online was being released on the current-gen consoles as a free-to-play? Did they say that, or is it uh, just significant? It's, it's coming with updates to the new consoles, but, but as, I don't know not about as a free that. to play though. Probably is like a like a a real small purchase. So I think it was like fifteen bucks or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, well, P- GTA is a good example of a game that just stands on its own because you buy the game and that that online segment of that game just is plowing. It has to make it makes. Yeah. Millions, millions, and millions and millions of dollars. But it's, it's all free. Mm-hmm. The content in there is all free, except for the wanting to jump the grind, basically, right? Um, by paying for the shark cards. But like, but that's that's a really, really clear cut example of why the free to play model works. Mm-hmm. It does if you have a really good core game and you give players the option, people are still going to want to spend money in the game. If you give them a lot of things to buy and a lot of things to do, correct. It's just psychology. It's more. It's more than just the whales buying those shark cards. Let me tell you, it is old yep. man. Old man Felix. Yeah, there's all. There's always going to be people. There's always going to be the whales playing those games that spend an obscene amount of money playing it, which is fine. But like, you know, I even for an average person to spend maybe over the course of the game's development a hundred dollars in the store. Let's just say where I would have only spent maybe $60 to get the game. And then I likely wouldn't spend more money after I've bought the game because I've bought the game, but I'm also not tracking my purchases as I go. Like I'm not like, as I play Warzone, I'm not like, Oh, I've already spent $60. Not going to buy this skin. <laughs> like, that's just not the fucking way that it works. Right. I don't even no. remember how much I've spent to be honest no. with you. But like well, ask everyone here, you know, a question. how much money have you spent on Starbucks over the course of, I don't know, five years. You spend a lot on that shit, man. Too and, much. And if you, if you to your combine point, my, you, you don't combine my Wawa, it. Starbucks, and Dunkin' Donuts together, it's not healthy. Too. It's, it's an unhealthy number. I cut out for, Starbucks because it's everyone as well realizing Wawa exists watching um, Mayor of Easttown, by the way. Welcome. What a great what a great show. Welcome. Um, yeah, so I... Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think... Um, I think they will probably start with an FPS title. I think Siege is probably, now that you mention it, Siege is probably going to be the one, or maybe um, Division. Division could also do well, too. But um, I think they would likely start with FPS because that's where we've seen success. But they have to be looking at Genshin Impact and say, like, this mobile game is a crazy amount of money. For sure. Um, Because they would be silly not to try and break into that space. They've literally made a game. Immortals Phoenix Rising is literally that game, and they could That's do true. that to that game if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, they, I think they they realize they have the formula. They just have to put it together and then put it out, and then that's probably what we're going to end up getting. Um, right, right. I'm I'm super interested uh, to see what they come out with in terms of their traditional IPs because Ubisoft isn't like. You know they don't make a lot of battle royales. They're they're known for they single try. player content. They try. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm curious to see what this model could look like if applied towards more single player experiences. And if it's yeah. if it's done well, I mean it does get more people gaming to a certain I, extent. Listen, I would play it. Like yeah. I I'm I'm just I'm not the type of gamer that's going to spend sixty dollars on their next AAA title just because mm-hmm. it's a new Ubisoft game. Right. But if it was a free to play game, they would get me to play it because then all it is is hard drive space and shit. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of games I have installed that I don't play, but I try them usually. So mm-hmm. they would get me to play it. And if they do make a good product, they catch me in a loop and there I am. And there I am spending money. And now I'm here. And now it's they all got about the hooks, baby. Just, right? just get them in. So get them in. So, you know, see who I sticks. Think, I think, um, how's, uh, it's, it's, how's Cla- clash what? Royale uh, going there? I just got my five-year badge. Hey, <laughs> congrats. You should print that out and frame it somehow. Screenshot it, um, frame it. And get here's, a here's a perfect glass. example. Just like a little, little thing like this. Um, <laughs> we are, let me see where we are right now. Uh, I don't know if they tell you. Um, they, they switched to a seasonal model a while ago. So they, okay. used to just, they used to just have a store, which I didn't spend mm-hmm. money on. Like I wouldn't, I didn't, I was always free to play. And they started doing seasons um, where it's five dollars for 45 days and you get a bunch of shit. You have a track where you level it just like a regular battle pass. Um, It's it is 35 levels and you get way more than five dollars worth of shit inside of that battle pass. So every 45 days I spend five dollars. And they've done maybe five of these seasons and the game was free to play. I didn't spend any money on it because I thought the store was overpriced. And here they go. They've gotten fucking 30 something dollars. They got me 30. They got 30 something dollars out of me because I like the core gameplay and they've given me a reason to spend money by giving me enough to find value in it. And they probably have some someone somewhere was like, all right, five dollars is the perfect amount. Five bucks. And I don't even fucking think about it. I literally double click on my side button. I purchase that bitch face ID and I'm fucking there I go. Yeah. So uh, mobile (laughs) started this. Right. But like it's just it's just where we are. And it's okay that like it's segmented that there's really great. Games that come out like Returnal, that's $70. Here's what Mm -hmm. you get. It's an amazing product. That's fine. That that can still exist alongside experiences like this. Um, It's just the the vast majority of gamers have flipped to this, like, let me test it. And if I like it, I'm going to spend time here. Right. And spend my money in the product, you know, destiny $10. If you just downloaded the game and spend 10 bucks on this season, you could do everything current in this season and you can play vault of glass that comes out in a week and a half. Yep. Convince me and to do 10 it. Bucks. That's 10 bucks. I got right. Neo to spend 10 bucks earlier tonight because he couldn't do I an mean, activity. And I'm like, it's two coffees. Give Bungie $10. <laughs> and it's and just doing a just doing a raid is worth ten dollars. Exactly. It is. Yeah. You know, it is. It is. What were we gonna say, Felix? No, I was just in response to Trip talking about just spend ten dollars on Destiny. The trip yesterday. <laughs> I spent fourteen dollars on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas <laughs> on my yeah. on my Xbox and then was like couldn't find Grand Theft Auto three and Grand Theft Auto <laughs> fucking vice city you right right uh-huh. so went over to the playstation and found out there was a trilogy that was all three for thirty dollars 
<laughs> so I spent a total of forty-five dollars, <laughs> and one of the one of those oh, it was God. the same game on two consoles. <laughs> yes. didn't think twice about it. Like, You're the third category that they count on. It's not whales. It's not the casual <laughs> it's, gamer. This is, it's, this it's, is, the, it's the oh shit! I just bought this, but there's a bundle. Also, let me pick that up too. <laughs> like Gamer. It, it's very methodical, right? Like they they understand someone like myself will look at 70 or Felix, right? We, we just did this. You're not going to spend $70 on Returnal. You've already made that clear. So I look at $70 and I'm like, no. Gross. Gross. No, I'm Awful. not, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend that. But if you give it to me in 5 $10 increments, boy, you're going to get 150 out of me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or you're or you're going to get 100 out of me or you're going to get your 70. You're just getting it in a different over way. Time, right? yeah, over, over time, you're going to get over time, right? Yeah. How much money right. have we all spent on games we would never say we'd we'd buy because they were too expensive, but collectively through like Steam sales. You know, all the games that we oh, don't for play. Sure. But there was like five dollars off, so we just buy it, and then like that, of course, adds up over time to just paying more money for one game we would definitely play versus padding our libraries with games that are not even installed in our systems. I, I did that with the, that too. I, I did it with Star Wars Collection, the Tomb Raider Collection, and the ID Collection before oh, Bethesda. Uh, yeah, I, I years ago I was like, oh, I've never played any of these. Um, Fucking! I've heard very good things about Half Life. Seems good. I'm just gonna buy the entire series. You know, Valve so. Collection. Get the Valve Collection, dude. Best collection Everything. you can get. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I bought the Valve Collection when I first got my PC, and I haven't fucking installed any of it. Mm-hmm. Actually, exactly. that's not a lie. I've, I played Portal One, but <laughs> all right, good enough. It's worth <laughs> but, it then, right? It's but worth like, it. Yeah, but but game. you're you're right. I mean, you're right. We we look at a dollar amount and we say, I don't know about that. Right. Because we've been I think part of that is we've also been burned. We've spent yes. seventy dollars on a title and it's been like, wow, I just wasted seventy dollars mm-hmm. and I can't get my money back in some cases. Right. Um, and we don't we don't do demos so, anymore. Demos are right. rare. You know what I mean? Right. So like so it's like thing. so there you go. I get you mean I get to play this for free and test it out. And if I like it, I get to keep playing it. And then you introduce some cool shit and I end up giving you money for it. It seems like a win win to both parties. Right. As long uh, as, as, like, long as um, the product is good, that's all that. Of course, yeah. of course. That's, that's on my checklist is like you got to make a good experience. Sure. Yeah. For sure. I feel for like sure. um, what was the game that just came out that no one is playing anymore because it's like broken beyond repair? The uh, the third person shooter, um, MMO, not MMO game, open world. Outriders. Uh, Outriders. Yes. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Outriders had like they people have been using the beta language for years. They were like no. There's a demo you can download and your progress carries over. So people get Perfect, invested yeah. playing this demo. They learn the game and they go, oh, this is cool. I want to keep doing this. They invest in the game. A little yeah. bit different because I don't think anyone is playing that anymore. There's a lot of problems. They got the hook out there. I'll, I'll give you an, another example before we wrap. That's super dated, but is relevant. I picked up Final Fantasy 11 on my 360 because it came in a magazine in a magazine was a Final Fantasy Eleven demo. Yes, that I Fuck picked yes, up dude. and I played, and you got to play for a certain. I don't know. I don't remember if it was to a level or hours that they did. Right. But you you created you created a Square Enix account. You did the whole thing, and then the play online progress, account, all that stuff. You play online account, all of yeah. that, and then you hit the wall, and it was like, okay, do you want to give me twelve dollars a month, or do you want to stop playing? And my, you know. 11 year old ass was like yeah i want to give you 412 dollars a month right yes um 
it's the same it's the same idea with with a free-to-play game only you're not giving me a chunk you're giving me the whole experience and then filling in the monetary value elsewhere um outriders is a really good real world new example of that that could you know that goes then to the product can the product maintain it mm-hmm. um in this case final fantasy 11 obviously did because it was a massively successful mmo they're, they're um, doing a big but, um like return to van deal push because it's like 20 years i think coming up on an anniversary it's like a big milestone crazy that's yeah. insane so yeah and and that's when it like i think it was new to the 360 right because it it was on only ps2 right and pc of mm-hmm. course and then they made the 360 port and that was like how they introduced it i think i don't remember what magazine yeah. it was but i specifically remember buying it at target um you know it came in the cellophane big cellophane and then you uh, and then you got the cd and that's how i played it and you know it got me to where then that's i incredible. ended up sinking a ton of hours into the mmo after that um and i wouldn't have like I wasn't even then I wouldn't have been like, Ooh, here's this final fantasy game. Take my $14 a month right away, please. Like I wouldn't have made that decision without the demo. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, it's super interesting to see how that transition has happened from like a demo to buy to a free to play to continuously pay over the course of time for whether it be content or cosmetics. So I guess we'll have to keep an eye on Ubisoft to see what they do. Um, but yeah, let's wrap it up. This is Lock and it. Key. You could find me on Twitter at Lock underscore Key. Um, I am going to be going live soon. I've been doing some test streams. I've been Ooh. messing around. Um, it may culminate to to a uh, group stream that we do for the world's first race on the twenty second. Oh, you're. Um, He's got a new camera, listeners. If you're watching Ooh. live, we might, we might, uh, I might have to go live, and that way we can do a, a little multicam going on. We're gonna that. have multiple angles here for this uh, for this race, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see if I can if I can finish the stuff that I want to do and and make sure that I'm I'm good with it. But yeah, I've been doing some test streams, um, so I may I may be going live in the near future. So just to follow me on Twitter um, at lock underscore key, um, and if I ever go live, you'll know where to where to find me from there, Felix. Yeah, this is Felix Hergood. Uh, I'm uh, Felix Hergood at Felix Hergood on Twitter. And um, um, if I come back to streaming, I think I'm going to exclusively come back to the Emerging Gamer uh, Twitch channel and probably Emerging Gamer YouTube. That's what I'll probably do um, and just start fresh there if I if I do that, because I think that I don't care about I'm kind of like over the Felix Hergood brand. I don't know. Kind of over it. I don't know. We're, we're not unpacking. We're not. On, I was going to say. We're not this. I was going to no, say this. No, I refused. I refused. Felix, it was great. It was great talking to you this evening, Neo. Posho. Posho. Uh, I'm Neo Ayoshi. You can uh, follow me at Twitter at Neo underscore Ayoshi. Twitch.tv slash Neo Ayoshi. Um, I'm coming back to. <laughs> we're freaking losing it here because Felix dropped a bomb. The end. Because uh, oh, because this the the gut reactions to begin the psychoanalyzation. No, I, no, I, I refuse to take that bait. It's too deep. I refuse. I refuse to take that bait. Neo, keep going. Oh, with your All right. Uh, yes. Follow me on t- on Twitch because uh, I will be playing more Returnal. Once I'm done Returnal, I will be doing a keyboard build stream. Whenever that freaking thing arrives, I'm watching the shipping like a hawk. Um, and then I'm thinking of moving right into Resident Evil Eight. I'm not trying to step on your toes, Trip. But that is that is the next game on the list of games I want to play next to right, I, I, I got a long way to go before I get there. That's I know you do. You got you got a Resident Evil March going on, so you gotta gotta get through that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. All right, Trip. 
Um, guys, thanks again for listening. I am Trip Zero. You guys can find me on twitch.tv slash TV. I stream Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Roughly, sometimes we go uh, a little overtime bonus. Um, right now, primarily, the stream content is playing through the Resident Evil series. But, of course, we're filtering in new Destiny 2 content. And uh, there's going to be a lot of other games coming through in the summer that we're very excited to play. So um, a lot of fun on the channel. That's twitch.tv slash TV, And all my socials are the same. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Smokey the Bear is, like, iconic. Char- like, it's an iconic Smokey like, the Bear was character. trying to get people to inform on each other. Like, if you see somebody true. being careless with fucking... And I don't yeah, think... True. I don't think... Yeah, but that's... Dare did a scared straight thing, but I don't think it tried to get people to narc But that's the... You, you, you get an animal mascot for a thing to make it more, like, inviting, right? Yeah, that's more like inviting the and point. more approachable yeah. to, to, to young audiences. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Yeah, I mean the problem the problem with Dare fundamentally is is it didn't it didn't educate. It's the same problem we have with drugs now is there's no education around it. It's all it's all law enforcement and scare tactics, right? <laughs>